Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. an ugly one particularly in that first half this is Keyshawn J Will and Max on ESPN radio the ESPN app you can watch us on ESPN 2 and hear us on Sirius XM channel 80 Amber Wilson and Peter Burns filling in for the guys today ESPN radio is presented to you by progressive insurance give us a call we love when you join the conversation be a part of Keyshawn J Will and Max nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. It is college football season. We will absolutely be talking about the college football playoffs on today's show, particularly because Peter Burns is here as well to give us some of that expertise. But we've got to start in the NFL, Peter, with the Dallas Cowboys because they got the dub. A win's a win. A win's a win. A win is a win. It's all that that matters, but uh, uh, maybe Cowboys fans hitting the panic button a little bit. This game didn't mean anything to the Tennessee Titans. They didn't play anyone, and Dallas coughed up the ball three times in the first half. To them. Yeah, and, and that's what I was waiting to see, right, Amber? We're trying to wait, and I think everybody looks at the Dallas Cowboys in a different way, right? I mean, they're America's team, quote-unquote, right? Like, how are they going to respond when things get tough? And I think everybody's waiting for them to fail. Right. I mean, listen, outside of like Marcus Spears and a couple others, like everybody's waiting for them to fail. And so when you saw the couple of turnovers earlier, like, oh, there it is. Can Dak do it? Here comes Dak, the turnover machine. And I was waiting for the second half. Right. And I was like, all right, what's Dak going to do? And Amber, I look at that and I was like, all right, here he is time and time again in the second half of a game. Uh, he's thrown 11 touchdowns, only three interceptions, and he didn't shy away from from putting the ball in tough spots late into the game when they needed to. Now, again, they were going up against Josh Dobbs, who I love, by the way. I, I, I love that he got an opportunity to finally get a start after like 19 years in the league, but they looked lethargic early. But it almost was like out of a fighter just like feeling out something for a round or two. Even one of the interceptions, as you see, was not his fault. I didn't feel that worried about it. In fact, I come out better this morning about the Cowboys than I thought I would after seeing that first half. Really? I, yeah. I'm not sure that that's going to be the national consensus overall. Because people hate you, the though. Cowboys. Ever. Right, they people hate, the, hate Cowboys. the Cowboys. And certainly, like you, you said there, one of those interceptions, not Dak's fault. Yeah. Uh, when you play that position for that team, we're always going to make it your fault. And that's just the reality of the world that Dak Prescott lives in, right? He coughs it up a couple times. He's now tied for the most interceptions in the league at 14. That is despite missing five games this season. That statistic (laughs) does seem a bit problematic. That is the Dak Prescott experience. He put up, uh, he was 29 of 41 last night, not the most uh, efficient game of his career. 282 yards passing, 
a couple touchdowns, and then, of course, those two interceptions as well. This game completely meaningless to the Tennessee Titans. It is next week's game against Jacksonville that will decide the AFC South. So a they rested vibe, all of right? their stars. A weird, and like it almost had like, the, you know, the, the, the Cowboys were playing for everything. Still have an opportunity to be the overall number one seed. They need 43 different things in the scenarios mm-hmm. to happen. More than likely not. But I almost feel like it's for the Cowboys. It's like learning who they are even late into the season. Yes, I know that they've had 12 wins last year. I know that they've already punched another dozen wins this year but it's like it's hey are we built for this moment and I saw in a second half where again Dax talked about it a win is a win and even Mike McCarthy right how much have we talked about hey Sean Payton's over in the wings and even you know McCarthy was talking about it after the game just be like listen this is a whole lot different everybody talks about you know games being played on paper this actual football game, they took care of it. The only issue I was looking at it afterwards are two things. One, you needed to make sure you got the dub. You did, right? Cowboys get that win over the Titans, 27-13. And are you fairly injury-free? And the concern I have is Tyler Biotish, uh, you know, the center, being out, high ankle sprain. That doesn't look like a quick fix. And so when you start making a run right now and you're having to jumble your offensive line late into the season – That's the one concern I do have about what happened last night over in Asheville. Josh Dobbs, he put up some passing yards, though, on this Cowboys defense. We've been talking about this Cowboys defense all season long because it doesn't always look like we'd expect, particularly from uh, pressuring the quarterback uh, position when you're talking about the names on that defense. That pass rush at times this season has been completely non-existent for the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. They've had problems with that run defense defensively with the Cowboys is actually what has concerned me this season more than Dak. It's always easy for us to point the finger at Dak. He's not going to ever be the most accurate quarterback in the league. That's just the reality of things. But I'm with you. The way that he's able to bring them back in the second half and not get discouraged when he was coughing up the ball in the first half, I actually feel like that that is a testament to this team being battle-tested and being ready for a postseason scenario. Not necessarily a detraction, which most people are probably going to make it today, but a win is a win. You mentioned it. Dak said it. He said it after the game. Here is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. And a win's a win. Obviously, and there's there's things to clean up, uh, and they're much easier and feel much better to clean up when you've got a when you've got the win. Um, but this is the NFL, and I say it time and time again: give these other guys credit. These guys get paid to do their job, whether their starters are out or not. Well, now you've got a bunch of young guys that are trying to make the most of their opportunity, or trying to to step up and say, "Hey, that I can't play in this league." And that's uh, that's what this league is right now: full of a bunch of young players. I mean, you don't have the, the old veterans uh, impacting this league all the way throughout the rosters, and you've got young guys that are just waiting for their opportunities and. and and they're good, and they're good. So, I mean, yeah, a win's a win, and we're going to take it, and we're going to get better from the mistakes, and we're going to make sure that we're improving. But uh, a road road win, short week, you, you've got to take them all. Uh, the, the score was only 10-6 to 6 at the half here, Peter. The second half, the Cowboys mm-hmm. did what they needed to do. Yeah, and I think I'm glad you brought up short week because McCarthy brought that up as well, too. I heard some of the other players of the Dallas Cowboys talk about it going, listen, this was almost a perfect opponent, right? That you get the Titans, you know, not playing Derrick Henry. You got Josh Dobbs making his first start, and he's been in the league since, you know, 1974. So he finally gets that opportunity. Were you going to be able to take advantage of it? Because, again, there's not a lot of guys that like to play football on Thursday night, right? Until until after that game is done when they realize they got another 10 days to to get ready for the remainder of the season. So for the Dallas Cowboys now, you try to figure out what's going on with your offensive line. Listen, I've got no worries with Dak. 
Zero worries with Dak. Zero? Because, no, no, because we talked about the interceptions, right? I understand it. But if you go back and look, and since he got back healthy, he also, in the second half of the season, leading in completion percentage and leading in touchdowns thrown. Okay? Like, so for me, I look at this and I go, all right, there is a little bit of famine, but at least are you feasting? And they were feasting. And even the same thing with Zeke. You know, I, I, I thought, what, nine straight games that Zeke uh, has scored a touchdown, no totally Pollard. Um, it, it didn't look as sharp as I would have liked it to have looked. Um, but, again, ultimately, you end up getting the win. And how about T.Y. Hilton as mm-hmm. well? Okay, the big catch last week uh, against the Eagles with the 50-yard reception had, what, four catches for 50 yards? Like, the fact that, that Dak already has some type of rapport with him, I think it's monster. Because you know what CeeDee Lamb's going to do, right, Amber? Like, you know that he's going to put up the numbers. To see him and Schultz give another kind of uh, dimension to this offense, I, I think it was, it was huge news. Let's be positive this morning. It's a win. A I, I'm a win. not used to being positive about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm used to it being in this it weird world wrong. where for it some does. reason I have to defend Dak at every turn. Uh, CD had another 100-yard game uh, last night, 11 receptions. Ezekiel Elliott, 19 carries, 37 yards on the ground, and a touchdown. It was Dalton Schultz who led the way, though, uh, in terms of receiving with a cu- couple touchdowns himself. I'm with you. I mean, I always feel like we're hypercritical. The only thing I will say to your argument, though, is you're listing off where Dak is leading the league, and, of course, he's also leading the league in terms of interceptions as well, or he's tied in terms of doing that. And that Mm. does seem problematic if we're talking about a postseason. Like, it's one thing to gift the Tennessee Titans with Dobbs under center and no Derrick Henry, and they don't need to win this game, so they're not playing anything. It's one thing to gift them the football. It's a whole other thing as we enter the postseason if Dak's going to – toss it up a couple times, and it's going to end up in the other team's hands, and we're talking about a playoff scenario where though the other opponent is actually trying to win. <laughs> but on the flip side of it, how many of the playoff teams right now, let's assume chalk wins out, how many of the playoff teams do you feel you don't have a question mark about? There's not one thing. Right? 49ers is, hey, is Brock Purdy going to be ready for it? Even with the Eagles, right? They're probably going to lock up the number one seed in the, in the NFC. And you look at this and go, all right, is Jalen going to be the same Jalen Hurts that we saw early in the season coming off of that injury? I mean, outside of what? The Chiefs, maybe the Bengals um, with the hot streak that they're on right now. And I mean, the there's Bills? nobody in the NFC. Uh, I'm right. with you. There's nobody in the NFC. Uh, the Eagles have the questions. Jalen Hurts' shoulder is obviously going to be a question in the time he's taking off because I don't think he's going to get the go. This I don't think he's going to play here down the stretch. Right. That's going to be a question outside of them. Every team in the NFC certainly has flaws that you can point to. Yeah, it's hard in the NFC to point to anybody and feel great about it, but a lot of people point to Dallas, and they we are feel the less worse. I don't even know if that's a phrase, yeah, but we're going to use it. Yeah, we feel less worse. We feel less worse today. So a positive morning here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Amber Wilson and Peter Burns filling in for the guys. The Cowboys were in the zone just enough to get a win last night. That's all that matters. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Coming up next here, what's your biggest sports wish for the new year? Join the conversation. Give us a call. We love to hear from you guys. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. That's next. This is KJM. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We are heading into 2023, whether you're ready for it or not. It is a coming. So what is your biggest wish for the new year? We want your sports wish. Can be anything across <laughs> sports. Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Amber Wilson and Peter Burns filling in for the guys. You can tweet to him at Peter Burns ESPN. You can follow me as well at Amber W Sports. So, Peter Burns, what is your biggest sports wish uh, as we head into the new year? I was going to say, Amber, for the coffee machine to work here when I get the wake-up call to do KJM. That, that would have been nice. One. Nice. I hosted uh, SEC Network last night. We had uh, the Gamecocks, Don Staley's number one crew, and they were incredible last night. So, I host the, I host the show last night I get out of studio at like midnight get home 1230 I'm like you know set to like nine different alarms right here and making sure it my phone charged and you got to set an alarm on the other side of the room because I don't want you calling me a million times going hey are you up are you up are you ready to go <laughs> then I get all the way here to the studios coffee machine out of order that's coffee machine out of order it was just like that's why I was trying to be so positive about the Cowboys win as a win yesterday I'm like I need a smile on my face like I can't be as grumpy as I actually am in real life like you gotta you gotta have some type of positive moment this morning you're gonna need to like postmate some coffee to the studio I don't know how that (laughs) works down there in Charlotte that would be awful that's my nightmare honestly getting up for this show you know getting up at 3 30 in the morning and getting Mm -hmm. ready without the coffee because I'm staying in a hotel here in New York City I'm live from our seaport studios where KJM normally is from and 
Yeah, three thirty in the morning. Yesterday, I got up at three because I do this weird thing where, like, sometimes I just wake up before my alarm, which is really obnoxious. I do that on flights all the time, oh, like just so you know, like the, the like the mental clock that you have. Like, I got to sleep in because I slept in my makeup last night. Oh like, wow! I feel, like I feel like this is a big thing. This is <laughs> a, I did not know. Like now, I feel like icky, a little, little like it's. Moist I mean, that's in areas. impressive. I would be so broken out if I uh, did that. Uh, I don't know if I would, uh, or if I would recommend that to anybody, but. That's that's impressive. That's how that's how few hours you've been off the air that you yep. decided to just sleep in your makeup, roll up. Well, we are happy that you are here with or without coffee. From a sports perspective, <laughs> my biggest wish for the new year uh, is for my Florida Gators to get it together because I cannot go through another era with another coaching mm. staff wondering if they got this thing right. It has been so long since they have gotten it right. Uh, obviously, Urban being the last of those, and we've seen what has happened there with his career. I just desperately want to know. I don't need them to win a national championship next season. I need them to be in the mix at the end of relax, the season for our college football. Relax. I need to know Napier's it. Remember, Peter, remember, remember Aaron Rodgers back then. R E L A X. Relax. Billy Napier was built on recruiting. He was getting a bunch of the old guys that he didn't want out. They'll be fine. They won't be as good as my LSU Tigers, but you'll be fine. All right. <laughs> We'll talk about that in college football, although mine's a little bit different because I want to go big picture on here, right? You know, I played collegiate golf. I'm like sporting the dormy club stuff today. I'm all in on golf. This is what I want. Final round at the Masters this year. Beautiful day in Augusta. It's like 70 degrees. Last pairing going to be Rory McIlroy versus somebody from Live Golf. Like, just, I don't care who it is. Like, if it's just Dustin Johnson, if, if it's Patrick Reed, because, you know, the announcement came out that Live Golf, uh, Live Golfers will be able to play mm-hmm. in the Masters this year, which I applaud. I need that, and I'm getting greedy because I want one more. I want Tiger and Phil Mickelson paired in the first two rounds together. That way we get two rounds and watching them because you don't know if they're going to make the cut. That, that, right. It's a simple ass, right? And that's all I want for the new year. Give me that. So tell us what you want for the new year. Again, Triple Eight, say ESPN, Amber Wilson and Peter Burns filling in for the guys here on KJM. Let's go out to the phone line where we find Justin in Indianapolis. Justin, what do you have for us? Hey, good morning, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year-ish. Hey, um, I've been a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan since the Jim Kelly days. Uh, obviously a lot of heartbreak, so pretty easy one here to uh, have them get off the schneid and Josh Allen lead him with their first Super Bowl win for sure. Amber, what's interesting? Thank you, thank you for the phone call. I know that you live in uh, your Dolphins fan. Is that fairly to, yes. fair to say? Right? Uh, Correct. No, okay. Yeah. So if you took the Dolphins out of the equation, do you not pull for the Bills? Are there anybody that is just kind of a random sports fan that does right. not have a dog in the NFL fight? that isn't pulling for Josh Allen and Bill's Mafia to get this yeah, thing done this year? if the Dolphins do not make the postseason, and, 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 and maybe it's sacrilegious because, of course, we're in the same division, and maybe I, I do this, you know, it's like being an SEC fan where, like, for some reason you start rooting for the conference. I'm married to a Bama fan. Like, I, I, I get it. It happens in my household it, as yes, well. Yes, it's, it's this weird thing that we do. I do kind of attribute it to the NFL here as well. Now, I would have a really hard time if it's the Jets on a run or if it's the Patriots. Forget about it. It ain't happening. You but ain't there is worry. something about the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen also, the way that Allen plays football, he is so dynamic and unbelievable to watch. I would not have a problem. If, again, the Dolphins were not in a postseason, I would not have a problem with that team winning a Super Bowl. I do think it will happen at some point here uh, in the near future for Josh Allen. Jeremy is in Wisconsin. Jeremy, what's your sports wish for the new year? 
Hi, morning, guys. Thanks for the call. Um, I'm a lifelong Bears fan. Really hoping that they don't waste Justin Fields and get him mm-hmm. killed on the field and actually build around a quarterback for once that they can use. I think as a Bears fan, and thanks for the call there, I think that as a Bears fan, you have to feel encouraged, though, that you got your guy, Peter. And the fact that we were able to evaluate Justin Fields in this season, yeah. which has been a season that wasn't even built for winning, and obviously that Bears defense wasn't built to win anything this season, that wasn't even, I don't think, the plan. You know what I'm saying there, Peter? And yet, you were still able to see from Justin Fields, this dude's got it. Yeah. And how many teams would love to be in that position? Not only that, but then you look at it, Amber, in a situation, you go back to cap space next year, the Bills have literally like $1 billion, or rather the the Bears do, right? Mm-hmm. They're at the top of the list as far as cap space. So as long as you got QB1, you got them locked in for a couple more years. And then now, listen, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, going to take the job as the president, right? I saw that was rumored a little bit yesterday. It would be really interesting. Uh, dare I say that the Bears fans are feeling pretty decent right now? I mean, they got to be feel better about where the Jets are at. I mean, they got to be feeling a lot better than where maybe even Miami fans are at right now with it, with Tua and his health going forward. Well, it's just a very different situation. I mean, the Dolphins, you know, if you're taking Miami, uh, they found them, have found themselves in a situation where they're trying to make a postseason. They should make a postseason. They've been good the majority of this season. Whereas with the Bears, that wasn't really the plan. The plan was let's evaluate Justin Fields. We had to rip it down to the studs with Eberflus, right? But let's know whether we have our guy. Because otherwise, they could easily move on from Fields because that wasn't the guy for that GM or that coach. And yet, I think that we had an opportunity to see that Justin Fields should be the guy there in Chicago. So if I'm a Bears fan, I at least feel good about that. We're going to get you set for four huge games this weekend here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Who is going to advance in the college football playoff? Let's talk some college ball with Peter Burns. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is Four Downs. We are a riding right here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Amber Wilson and Peter Burns. Let's get to it. Real, real, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick, though. 
as a as a Broncos fan, Amber, anytime I hear "Let's ride," I like I know. It just, like I'm like, oh you no, yeah, I'm like that's Russell reasonable. Wilson's phrase. <laughs> I'm like, just no, no. Yeah, uh, well, listen, uh, nobody's been riding uh, when it comes to the Denver Broncos. We are going to ride here, though, on KJM. Four Downs is brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways that you could save. Let's do it. First down, number three, TCU at number two, Michigan. All right, TCU, Michigan, Peter Burns. Uh, College football, something that you know a little something about. Obviously, Peter Burns over there on the SEC Network. So is this college football playoffs, is it going to define Jim Harbaugh's legacy at Michigan? I love legacy games, right? We always, it's great for sports talk radio. But actually, I think this is the case, Amber, in which this makes sense, only if it's on either side of the spectrum, okay? If after watching last year where Georgia bullied Michigan, if that happens again, then you go, all right, it's a nice team. You've got it to the college football playoffs, but you got dominated. Are you just a newer, shinier version of what Notre Dame had under Brian Kelly for a couple of years? So on that side of the spectrum, yeah, it could defend his uh, or, or, or have his legacy in play. On the flip side of it, think about this if he wins, right? If he beats Sonny Dykes TCU squad, if he goes out there and beats either Ohio State or, or Georgia, especially Ohio State. Now, Amber, think about this. If you beat Ohio State, that's two straight times you've beat them this year. You beat them last year. You won a natty. That would define your legacy. What the hell would you coach for anymore in Ann Arbor? You just go straight. You literally, after the national championship game, you go to the parade and you fly straight to the Colts organization and go, Jim Ursay, give me the job. I'm ready for the NFL. He's done it. That would be legacy defined. Or you could take a page out of Kirby's book and coach for another one, right? I mean, I guess that would be the ultimate legacy if you can bring multiple ones to Michigan. For me, with Harbaugh, because we – talk about this legacy thing with Harbaugh. I mean, he's behind schedule to me at Michigan. You know, they should have been here before, frankly. They got embarrassed in the semis last season. If they beat TCU, I don't think we're talking legacy for Harbaugh. I think we're talking what they hired you to do, frankly. Yeah, but at that point, we're still looking at this and going, I think that the best thing that could have happened to Michigan was having that losing streak to Ohio State. They realized they needed to get a lot tougher, especially in the trenches. That happened. And especially last year when they just got punched in the throat and they weren't ready for it against the Georgia Bulldogs, mm-hmm. they realized they had to get a whole lot tougher. That offensive line is fantastic, and I can't wait for that matchup against TCU, who's a feisty, feisty squad. It's a very feisty squad. A high-flying mm-hmm. air raid-style offense, uh, not something that Michigan has seen Often this season, don't sleep on TCU. I think this game's going to be closer than people expect, Peter Burns. I'm not saying that TCU is going to win it. Michigan needs to win this game. If they then win a national title, whether it be against Georgia or whether it be against Ohio State, then I think we can talk about Harbaugh's legacy. But you got to get past TCU. you got to get past the semis this time. That would be right on schedule. That's what the expectation should be. Let's move on. Second down. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Number four, Ohio State at number one, Georgia. All right, let's keep Pat's it. Pat's nailing those, in, by the way. Pat, Pat is nailing it because oh, he sounds like imaging, you. but he's not pre-produced imaging. God. Yes, Chick-fil-A uh, sauce. That's what we want. Polynesian. Oh, especially you. when we're talking college football playoffs. Let's put the proper respect on it. Pre- Peter Burns, how much pressure is Ryan Day under in this one? Uh, listen, Dan Wilkin in USA Today wrote it a couple weeks ago. We had him on talking about it. I, I don't I don't feel like there's as much pressure as we are making it out to be for Ryan Day. But what this does, okay, if all of a sudden you get blown out uh, against Georgia, then next year becomes an issue, right? There's always the like the, the precursor to when, not necessarily you're on the hot seat, but people are starting looking around going, 
bro, is this really really a deal? Now that Michigan's getting a whole lot better, I think you have to at least be competitive because if not, there's going to be a whole lot of people that are waiting to take the keys to the Ferrari there in Columbus and make no mistake about it. That is an absolute Ferrari that they have compared to maybe the Maserati that Michigan has. But outside of that in the Big Ten, who else is pushing for them? Well, no one really at that point. Like, this is what you're supposed to do if you're Ryan Date. There is a little bit of pressure on him, but not as much coming into next year. Oh, spoiled Ohio State fans. Uh, it doesn't normally go like this when Urban Meyer is no longer there. I can tell you as a Gators fan, the grass ain't always greener. Ohio <laughs> State does not want to find itself in a situation where it is trying from coaching staff after coaching staff after coaching staff. It has gone very well for them yeah. with Ryan Day. I actually don't think that there should be, frankly, any pressure on Ryan Day. I understand. Understand when you're at the helm at that school, there's always going to be that expectation and that pressure. But man, these Ohio State fans are so it's pass or fail. If you're you if you're Ohio State, you're right there with Alabama. It's it's did you win? Did you win a national championship? Yes or no? It's it thumbs kind up, thumbs of a down. Downtick in a season, right? Like you're in the college football playoffs, even not, though none not of us when think you, you should be. It. Not you when you've tasted that. It. When you've seen the national championship, when you climb, climb Mount Everest, all of a sudden you do like a you know a, a five thousand uh, uh, foot peak. You're like, that's ah, pretty good. But it ain't the views that I had from Everest, and they're ready to get back to Everest. But man, I'm telling you, it is a far tumble from the top. I, I think I'm just scarred watching. All of these schools that have been perennial programs and have you know won national titles, and then all yep. of a sudden, man, you make a coaching staff change, and it ain't always pretty. It's worked out well yep. for Georgia. It's worked out well for Ohio State thus far. Like, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It may not work out well for Alabama if Saban ever decides to retire. I'm not sure that's ever happening. The reality is here for Ohio State that I think Ryan Day is fine as long as they don't get embarrassed because they got embarrassed mm-hmm. by Michigan. And that's really the problem with this season. I do think you're afforded like a little down ticket, like, lose a game every once in a while to a, particularly a very good Michigan team. I think the problem is the manner in which they did that to their rival. You don't want to end up how Michigan was was in the semis last season. You just can't get embarrassed. The, Don't the pro- get blown out. If they're competitive in the playoffs, I yeah. think it's okay. I think Ryan Day's fine. The problem is he's going up against what who I think is the new GOAT, which is Kirby Smart, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much, how big is this for Kirby Smart? And think about this. Nick Saban, what, won his first title, if I'm not mistaken, at, I believe, 51. He didn't win title number two until he was 57. Right. If Kirby Smart wins this, he'll be 47 years old, 10 years younger than Nick Saban, and he'll have two titles underneath his belt. Kirby Smart's not going to the NFL. Kirby Smart played for Georgia. He bleeds Bulldog, uh, black and red. So I look at this and I'm like, there's a distinct chance if Kirby gets this national championship, okay, back-to-back, how is he going to miss, right, with two signing days and the transfer portal (sighs) and him not going elsewhere? All of a sudden, you start looking at going, Man, could this be the next coming, the new gold standard of college football? Oh, goodness. I As a Florida fan, Saban I know you're – I know. For so many years, and now I'm having to deal with Kirby Smart. ESPN Radio has you covered for all the bowl game action. Tune in tomorrow for the All-State Sugar Bowl, followed by the college football semifinals, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Coverage begins at 11.30 Eastern right here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented here by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Peter Burns filling in for the guys this morning on KJM. Let's keep it moving. Third down. Vikings at Packers. Nailed it again. Three this for is, three. There's oh, a three so for good. three. Uh, this is a big 
Big matchup here because the Packers still have a shot at making a postseason. A game, a team sitting below 500, a game, a team that was dead in the water a month ago. Peter yeah. Burns, they've got a shot here. They have to win out to do it. They've got a little help, have to have a little help here from uh, the Commanders and the or and or the Giants down the stretch as well. But they've got to take care of business against a very good Minnesota Vikings team and a Kirk Cousins that I think we've all been sleeping on all season long. And all that man does is win. It is crazy, right? No one has ever beaten um, Aaron Rodgers five times in a row, and now Kirk Cousins has an opportunity to do that. Can you can you imagine Kirk Cousins, like the ultimate dad QB, ends up beating him? Like last second, they get a walk off touchdown. He goes to the sideline, does like the, the the double check thing right in front of Aaron Rodgers. Like I own you. Like how great would that be? Like who? I, we talked earlier about teams you pull for when you don't have a dog in the fight. I feel that way about the Buffalo Bills. I kind of feel that way about Kirk Cousins as well. And I love Justin Jefferson Mm -hmm. taking to Twitter yesterday and like, bro, that's my guy. Like, they're all in on him. I'd like for him to keep his shirt on on the team playing. I think I think the Vikings actually win this game. They should be all in on him. And what's what's wild is he's the better quarterback this season than Green Bay's oh, yeah. quarterback, right? And and people freak out when you say that. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins all time is a conversation. Obviously, that nod goes to Aaron Rodgers. That's not even up for debate. I'm talking about this season. Mm-hmm. Pull every single statistical category. I mean, every single one. Peter, I can even just pull the past five games where, yes, Green Bay is on this three-game winning streak against the Bears and the Rams and, like, a decent Dolphins team, but maybe a concussed two of there where he gifted them the game at the end. But even in just the last five games, Kirk Cousins still has outplayed Aaron Rodgers at every turn, even though Green Bay has gotten things moving better in terms of down the field over these last few games. Kirk Cousins is having a heck of a season, and I'm one who's always doubted this Vikings team and then they Mm -hmm. win and they win and they keep winning and they do it 12 times and at this point I'm done doubting them. What's funny is that we're done doubting them but if the Cowboys barely get by the Texans or barely get by the Titans we're kind of like what is going on with the Cowboys? Right well well, I should be clear I'm done doubting them in the regular season anyways (laughs) I mean I still don't have the Vikings winning the Super Bowl here so I guess there's still some doubt there and Kirk Cousins in a postseason for whatever reason, doubt creeps in. So we'll see. But Fair I don't enough. have the doubt here against the Green Bay Packers. I think the Vikings, who are still playing for some seating here, get it done. Let's finish things up. Fourth down. Bills at Bengals. This is your Buffalo I, Bills. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Amber, Buffalo Bills. Amber, I don't think Pat nailed the fourth down one. Oh, like, I, don't, oh. I felt you like, another, yeah, like, no, let's, let's, let's re-rack that because okay. he had, like, the, the <clears throat> emphasis perfect, like, the deep voice of God in there. Let's try this one more, di- one more time, fourth down. Fourth down. <clears throat> Bills at Bengals. Oh. Nailed it. See, second chances. Mulligan so, off the tee. So this is an interesting matchup. Your Buffalo Bills, uh, because apparently you've adopted them because your Denver Broncos are so terrible. Uh, by the way, a good <laughs> good team to adopt. Like you're really you're really shooting up there uh, for a uh, Super Bowl. The Bengals obviously surging at the right time. I think what's interesting here is that we're talking about players in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. Will Joe Burrow win the MVP? Catapult himself uh, over Mahomes and over Jalen Hurts if the Bengals end up winning this game, Peter? It, it depends on how they end up winning this game, right? If this is one of these epic, that both quarterbacks throw for 350 yards, it is back and forth, and it's one of those games where you don't have a dog in the fight, but you're texting your boys, you're like, dude, turn on this game. Are you seeing what's happening? Then it has an opportunity. The only reason why I say that is, like, as a media member, I know how this works. 
sometimes you get bored. And I think there's people that look at Patrick Mahomes like, yeah, he's so good. I, Mahomes is great. He's already got his ring. They're always looking for, like, who's that one little, like, savvy MVP pick? That's why I don't think it's a complete no-brainer that Mahomes walks away with this. Though, Mahomes, what? Now he's got the Broncos and the Raiders. Clearly an easier path. But if all of a sudden either one of these QBs has that monster day, Amber, you can't tell me that he's not going to sway some MVP votes. Here's the problem with being Patrick Mahomes is that there <laughs> not ain't many no, problems. Well, like there ain't no controversy. Like we, like we all know you're awesome, and we all think you're awesome, and we've all seen you be awesome, and so you're awesome. And so, in terms of the odds right now, according to our friends at Caesars, Patrick Mahomes sitting at minus five fifty, the heavy favorite to win MVP. Joe Burrow is in that second spot now at plus six hundred. Jalen Hurts has fallen to plus one thousand. So has Josh Allen, yeah. plus one thousand. Patrick Mahomes deserves it this season, particularly after that injury now to Jalen. And I understand Joe Burrow. Sure, he can have a moment here if he beats the Bills. It's Patrick Ooh. Mahomes in terms of the consistency this season. The problem is that when we all agree you're great and we've all seen it and we've seen it for seasons and you've got rings, we're like immune to it. You know, it's like what you're we right. did. Like LeBron should have won MVP a hundred times throughout his career and we never gave it. You know, we, we wouldn't give it to him it's as like often because yeah. we're just used. And this is what happens when it's greatness when we're talking about the MVP conversation. My fear is that Patrick Mahomes doesn't win it as often, frankly, as he <laughs> deserves it or should because we're just all immune to it at this point. For the longest time we joked around at the SEC Network that it should be called the Nick Saban Coach of the Year Award because it was given to everybody else not named Coach Saban when he was winning all those games. So, yeah, I mean, you get it. Again, never underestimate how boring and uh, how uh, you know guys in the media just decide and girls in the media decide, hey, at some point let's try a little something different. I still think it's Mahomes because of the slate. We agree there. We don't agree on everything, but we are going to agree on this show. It's awesome so far because Peter Burns and Amber Wilson filling in here for the guys on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this morning. I am live from their Seaport Studios in New York City. I was a little lonely because Peter Burns is down there in Charlotte. I am not lonely any longer. Rob Ninkovich, he is our ESPN NFL analyst. He is joining me here in studio. Rob, thanks so much for giving me some company this morning. Oh, hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. So we were just having an MVP conversation here. Okay. You've got Bengals and Bills coming up. Is this the game that's going to determine the MVP race? No, I don't know about that. You got Patrick Mahomes. He looks pretty good, huh? I I, I, I concur. I'm not. Uh, I'm, my my list goes Mahomes one, Allen Burrow three. So those are my. That's my one two three. Allen's right there. You gotta you gotta see this game no, right here. No hurts on that list. I'm well, noticing. He's hurt. Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hurts is hurt. Uh, hurts is hurt. Um, no, I, I think that he's definitely up there. But when you look at just pure passering, like quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes right now, he could potentially break the the season passing record if he throws uh, for over three hundred, which he can um, in the last couple games of the season. So again, just the, the what he's done this year without Tyreek, and that's a whole, the whole thing we talked about this yeah. the whole season was how was he going to fare without Tyreek Hill? Looks pretty good. Looks okay. You know, he's all right. He's all right. Um, he's all right. And then Josh Allen, I, I think his ability to take over games um, when they're on the line, and, and you've seen that multiple times. The game's on the line. He just runs for first downs, run people, runs people over. Um, so again, I, I think Mahomes is gonna is gonna run away with this one. And, and this is the the MJ effect, isn't it? Isn't this the mm-hmm. well? He's won it before. Right. So let's get immune to it, and it's like it, you witness the greatness, and then you're like, eh, well, I've seen yeah, the greatness. Yeah, like, you know, uh, so it's like. Just, 
Then That's we're surprised average. when it comes to from you know a guy like Joe Burrow or where we've seen less of it than yeah. we have from, yeah. from Mahomes. Well, it's average greatness. Yeah, it's just like we're used yeah. to it. We're like, just used yeah. to it. It's just kind yeah. of a superhero, but not the greatest Marvel character exactly. Ever, right. ever. Exactly. Uh, Rob, so we saw that. Uh, I want to go back to, to last night's game, right? I mean, Dak Prescott talks about, hey, a win's a win. McCarthy's talking about games are not played on paper. Uh, what defensive. did you make? Uh, yeah, right. A little what, defensive what, there, huh? It, it was, but was that a – chip on the shoulder that helps or that's kind of like one of those moments where you're like kind of defensive because it actually it's it's like a little bit of an emotional scar well I think it would help if they didn't turn the football over and didn't fumble the snap away like three turnovers in the first half I think people were like well this is ugly so um granted Thursday night football this season hasn't been like the best looking football out there but (laughs) Um, That's an understatement. I think. Yeah, it's you're being it's, kind, it's sloppy and there's a lot of bad football being played. But I would say that going into this matchup, we've strictly been talking about Dak turnovering turn in his turnovers, turning over the mm. football, which I think the question is, can the Cowboys play like they've been playing with turnovers? You know, Dak having two basically two interceptions a game the last six weeks. Can you play that way in the playoffs and win? I don't think so. Because in the playoffs, just from experience, one or two one or two of those turnovers could basically turn into points that you can't recover from. And um but that being said, they might be matched up with a team that only has six wins that's gonna win the division, which is another reflection of of poor football. When when you have a uh division leading team that has six wins in the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh it's a poor reflection, but we'll find out this weekend when they play uh the Carolina Panthers how that how that turns out. Poor but, poor football and a smart Tom Brady for always chasing the worst division in sports. <laughs> oh come on, is that a knock at the Patriots? And now it's the <laughs> NFC South. Work work smarter, not harder, yeah, Amber. Hey, that's the way that's to do it. That, hey, that man was on to something. It's not my fault that we won uh, 11 consecutive <laughs> divisions, okay? Uh, Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us here in studio. So with the Cowboys, Peter and I were having this conversation before where with the Cowboys, you could look at it, I think, two ways. You can look at it what you're saying where, hey, this is really concerning. Dak has, is tied now for the most interceptions in the NFL at 14. He missed five games with injuries, so that seems problematic. The accuracy, however, comes back in the second half, kind of shakes him off, still gets the dub. I know Tennessee is not playing anybody last night, doesn't have anybody to play for. But they're battle-tested in that regard. It seems like it doesn't phase Dak. Does that give you any confidence in that Cowboys team in the postseason? I mean, you got to give Dak credit for his ability to move on, and he's been able to do that consistently. He just looks forward to the next week. He looks forward to the next throw. Um, but that's what you have to do. You have to, you have to have a short memory in the NFL. You can't just dwell on the, the mistake that you made. you got to move on from it, and you got to push forward. So I think he's done a great job in that aspect. But I do believe that this team – is going to go as far as those turnovers and penalties, too, because they are a sloppy football team. If you look at the last two seasons, I think they're the most penalized football team. So when you have penalties and then you have those turnovers, just that alone can affect field position. And the hidden battle of, of games usually is is field position. And when you're in the playoffs, that that field position can be vital. Like where you start average versus where, you're, where the opponent starts on their average yardage, like that could that could turn into points. That's that's field goals. That's uh, touchdowns. That's red zone. So all those things combined, um, I think the Cowboys they're going to make a playoff push. I think, but <laughs> I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, you sound very confident. <laughs> Not 100 percent confident on this one. I mean, I, 
It's hard for me to be 100% confident on it. I mean, granted, the NFC, you got, what, three teams in the NFC where you're like, okay, these three teams are going to be in it. But other than that. I mean, do you feel confident about any of them in particular in the NFC? The Eagles. I think the I'm confident in the Eagles. But Jalen's shoulder. But Jalen's shoulder. It is a. It is the internal clavicle. So it's not this one. It's not the AC. It's the a, It's the uh, SC, which okay. I've, I've messed that up. I have, like, it sucks right now. I have pain all the time in my clavicle. But. Um, they have things in the NFL where the pain goes away for three hours. You, <laughs> you know, know what things are talking the about. The pain goes away for three hours. You can't tie your shoes after, but I think he'll be okay. It's not his shoulder joint where it's, you know, his rotator cuff, something that's that vital in throwing the football. It's pain management. And when you're in the, when you're in the NFL, yeah. you're just managing pain all the time. I learned so. something new that you have uh, two different parts of the clavicle. Thank you, Nick, for yeah, that. Yeah, you have your um, ACs hey, at the end and your SCs on the inside. I, I'm going to use that later. Like, ah, oh, the SCs is really the ACs. Nope, you got to go like inside that. the SC. Oh, SC's inside. Got there, it. Nope, okay. all the way down. Go all the way down. It's right here. You got two of them. Okay, right, right, right there. Nope, yeah, right. Yeah, you go. Okay, right there. Thank you. We're playing operation nope, here. You're a little okay. bit far. You can watch what they're doing right now on ESPN2. Sorry, he's pointing at his clavicle. For those listening on the radio, it might be a little confusing. So, like, Danny Mandola, quick story. Danny yeah. Mandola one time went dove for a pass. He landed on his shoulder. He act- he actually separated that inside jo- that inside one, and you could actually hurt just like he almost get he almost got the artery there, which would be a bad deal. But he's all right. He did okay. fine. Yeah, football man. It's football. It's Y'all fun. Built, Come on, kids. Different. Play flag. Uh, quickly here. Do you have any? Very quick. Thirty seconds. Do yeah. you have any confidence in the Vikings? Because yeah. we've been sleeping on this team. 12 wins. I do. I have confidence in the Vikings. They're going to beat the Packers. It's going to start they with are. Dalvin Cook. So the Cook. Packers are not in. They're it's not going to start with Dalvin Cook. Well, I said that like six weeks ago that they were out, so I can't go back on it. I'm with so you. Dalvin Cook Hot averages committed. 4.6 yards a carry versus the Packers. If he does that come this weekend, the We win. are living in recent history, I think, with this three-game winning streak for the Packers when two of those teams, I'm not even sure, are trying to win yeah, at this point they're, they're uh, in, in this sa- season. Yeah. But certainly the Packers would have to beat the Vikings in order to make a postseason. Here. Coming up next year on K-Jam, what happens to Mike McCarthy if the Cowboys don't make a run in the playoffs? This is ESPN Radio, and you can listen on the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.